We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner Impossible. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Draft Show. The Kansas City Chiefs are officially Ooh. on the clock We here. are back up. We are pick, in here. Pick 166 in the NFL Draft. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, Maddie Lane here hanging out at no other pub in Power and Light. We are here for every single pick. It's, we are breaking down and reacting to every single pick that is happening in this draft. The Chiefs are back on the board again in the fifth round. It is time to see who the newest addition to the Kansas City oh, Chiefs will be. Cannot wait to find out. Maddie Lane, how, how the board's sitting for you right now? What do you think? Kayshawn Booty, please. Got take one Kayshawn Booty. <laughs> Wide receiver out of? LSU. Um, yeah. Corey Trice would be a fun Corey one. Corey Trice. Um, Keandre Coburn, is, I, I think a lot Keandre of Chiefs Coburn. fans would really like yes. that one. Um, that would be a good one. I think there's a fair amount of running backs, honestly, available. We make a lot of, you know, we've been talking about Deuce Vaughn all day. But some people like him, some people don't. You got a Zach Evans. I think um, Dwayne McBride out of UAB actually mm. fills a lot of roles of what the Chiefs might be able to want out of there. It's like, I think there's running back talent. There's Coburn, if you want a nose tackle. There's some guys out there. So I'm intrigued to see where the Chiefs go with this pick. And see, the Chiefs are going to be flipping around and making another pick pretty soon after this. So they might be thinking more, you know, trying to lead off maybe a potential run here. You know, there have been, you know, we just saw a, a running back come off the board and, you know, Chase Brown. Are they going to try and turn around and try and take a guy that can fit in that running back room and start the run. Brett Veach has been on the leading edge of a lot of these runs. Yeah. It, does he try and make sure he's getting ahead of there? Because this is the first pick since the first round that Brett Veach has not traded up to make. They finally stay put here. I don't know. I, I, I could see them maybe viewing a pocket of players here. Running back would make some sense there. Terrell Smith, the cornerback at Minnesota, had 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 fallen off the board literally right before the Chiefs pick. Correct. That would have been one. That would have been yeah. kind of fun yeah, it to see. Would have been a fun guy, but you, you know, know but yeah, there's still plenty of good football players available. You know, when I think about the Chiefs and like we we talked about, you know, Chamari Connor earlier, I, I think there's there's different approaches to roster building with day three and whatever the Chiefs are doing, they've had a lot of success doing it because they've been able to find, you know, guys that fit specific roles or guys that are part of... The um, pick is in. I don't have it. Yeah, the, the pick is the in. The pick is in. Yes, the, yes it is. Um, but they've been able to find just guys that have been able to fit in and have a lot of success. 
Uh, they've had a lot of hits in round in, in, in day three of this dra- of, of the draft historically, and we're about to find out who the next uh, who the next pick is for the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks everybody that is listening, that's watching. This is all presented by Miller Lite. Uh, they've been a great partner to work with throughout the entirety of draft of the draft process, uh, and uh, it's been a lot of fun to be out here at uh, at no other pub. So I, I think the Chiefs could go a lot of other different places. You know, I know there's there's some lines of thinking of just continue to grab talent. Yeah. Uh, there's some lines of thinking to finding specific fits. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of approach the Chiefs have at this point. They've, I think they've, you know, they've kind of had four solid selections at this point. Where think, do they go from here? Do you, do you think this bucks the trend of athleticism, or do you think that they stay with these guys that are nine-plus RAS athletes? I don't think know? at this point in time, I don't think that matters think as much. Matters I mean, they much, clearly did attack it, but they, they, they traded up for it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, at this point in time, I think you're just looking for guys that fit specific roles. Maybe yeah. you find a talent that fell or something like that. Without a trade-up, I feel like you're probably, at this point, feeling a little bit more open. To just whatever you might be okay with, just playing the board as it lays. But we're—I mean, hopefully we're going to find out here soon. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. This one's taking a little while. Maybe they've got an announcement that they're well, trying to do. We're a commercial break here, on the broadcast, yeah, so yeah. of course. Yeah, but yeah, is James Rose making the pick here? Oh, James Rose. So okay, James Rose is about to make yeah, the pick. Yeah, that makes for, sense. Uh, they they want to make sure that they get that out there. So yeah, the Chiefs—that's pretty good. cool. That is really cool here. Again, I'm with Matt. I, I do feel like there's a lot of running back talent here. The mm-hmm. Chiefs definitely need a guy to do kind of come in and compliment Isaiah Pacheco. Yes, we talk about Jarek McKinnon all the time as a guy that can come in, fill a role. But you want a guy that's maybe a little younger that you know you can trust to play a full season. We talk about protecting Jarek McKinnon for the playoffs, and he was elite yeah. down the stretch. But maybe get a guy that you feel more comfortable playing more of a role because if Isaiah Pacheco goes down right now, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who we don't know how he's going to be coming off of all these injuries yeah. and everything. So I, I do think that maybe going that direction, I think with the pocket of players here, makes a lot of sense. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching. 1,100 of you listening, watching right now cannot believe the support. Thank you all so, so much. We are sitting here waiting for the Chiefs to pick at 166 there's so many intriguing players that you could see um i, I like i like a lot of the directions that it could go all right who's it going to be Can't, just tell me who do you think it is <laughs> not who do you want who do you think uh i think it's going to be bj thompson the edge out of stephen f oh, austin oh, let's go all right so this is kind yeah. of interesting um I love because that pick. i do too and, and here's where you know there was some connection and some discussion about will mcdonald a little bit earlier in the draft as a potential target for the Kansas City Chiefs. The, they went out and grabbed a guy that has a somewhat, not entirely similar profile, but they're going with a little bit of a lighter edge. They're yes. going with a 238-pound edge. He's 6'5", 238-pound edge. He has a very unique athletic profile, oh, uh, a high-level athlete, transition to the edge position. Uh, I, I, <laughs> he won the dunk competition, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> he did. He did win the dunk competition when he was when he was out there at Baylor, I Baylor. believe. Yes, yes. I correct. I, super athlete, uh, a, a very long, wiry individual there it, I, a, at the combine or you know t- testing there. Six six, two hundred and forty pounds, but super long arms, super angular build. Uh, when we got to see him at the East-West Shrine game, we saw an individual oh. that was a lot more fluid than a player with his kind of levers and his kind yeah. of leverage. His spin move 
The very so, first time he hit that in the Shrine game, turn, we all dropped. Our jaws oh, yeah. dropped. Yeah. It was probably the best like, pass rush move we saw down there at, at the Shrine um, game was B.J. Thompson's spin move um, coming off of as a defensive end. I got his measurables here. His RAS is over nine, so they stake with hey, the athletes. There you go. Yep. Now, he did his pro day while sick. I do remember that. He was yes. sick during his pro day, but he still worked out. He's six foot six, 243 pounds at his pro day. 37 and a half inch vertical, uh-huh. 10 and a half foot broad, essentially. Holy cow. Ran a 4.6140 with a 1.57 10 yard split, a 7.06 three cone, uh, 4.48 shuttle. We talked about with uh, Felix uh, earlier in the draft that getting under that 7 three cone is very indicated, but being right there at it is also really good. I believe as the, well. and the big cutoff is 7.2 yes. on the three cones. So the big cone is set being under 7.2 and then having like over a 9 foot 6 or 9 foot 8 broad jump. He clears both of those pretty well. So he's a super athletic rusher that we love. We love the Loved upside him. that he oh has. Like there's the so much great. athleticism there. He was a good enough athlete to go to Baylor straight out of high school, and then he just he'll get playing time to find a better fit. He's moving on to Stephen F. Austin. So this is a phenomenal pick here by I the Chiefs it. on the athletic talent. I love it. And honestly, with his sort of build, you don't you wonder if you make him maybe put on a little bit more weight because he is so thin. You don't want to sap that athleticism. If you want to keep him as a designated pass rusher and just leave him at that weight, perfectly fine with that. But that being said, he does have some room maybe to put on a little bit of weight. Yeah, I, it's, it's fun to see this departure, you know, in, in, in a round like this. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about, like, hey, maybe maybe don't go Will McDonald in round one just because, like, that is a very specific defined role. You may not be able to get a full-time player out of him. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to get more of a designated pass rusher within the scheme. They did visit with Will McDonald earlier in the they in did. the year. But they, guess what? They also visited with B.J. Thompson. They've been a little – you're connected. We might just have to go run through the top 30 visits here <laughs> in a little bit because the Chiefs keep grabbing some of these guys that they are connected to with their top 30 visits um but bj thompson you know a little bit on the lighter side but i i, I i'm just gonna I, I know you guys were just reading yeah. the relative athletic scores out but if you pre- <laughs> everything's green you know it, it, except for the sh- the shuttle's not great and the weight yeah. but like everything else is just like it's like just freakish athletic ability and it, yeah on the smaller frame but like you can't find this and we bring up the weight for the specific reason that it does show up against the run. Yeah. He gets pushed around a little bit against oh, the yeah. run. So that's something that from a technique standpoint you're going to have to develop and work out. But once again, this is a Steve Spagnolo guy from a length perspective, but not from a weight or from a style of play perspective either. I, th- I mean, guy that's going to win with a little more athleticism, a little more fluidity. I, I, he doesn't know exactly what to do here. I feel like we've been talking about this a yeah. lot throughout the entire draft. A lot of technique stuff. But once again, you're giving him to Joe Colon. It's a high upside potential swing here. We loved the Josh Kando pick a couple of years ago because, again, a high upside athlete edge that you can trust to do some of the things that maybe you don't have a ton of types on, in the room to do that. This is another type like that. Yeah, it's still, it's still another big swing. Um, this is the first one where I think it is a little bit difficult for us to see the fit necessarily with the Chiefs defense. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, because, no. oh, you go, you go no, first. It's, it's just this, this is the first one because he is not a guy that's going to be able to step in and particularly come out there and defend the run. I, you maybe not even going to get to that point ever. It, 
at six foot six and being a guy who's framed that's as angular as it is and kind of narrow, he might not ever be a very dense run defender. So now you're kind of locking yourself into a designated pass rush type guy, which is something Steve Spagnuolo has not used in the He's past. Not. So it's just intriguing to see him come in here. So it makes you start to wonder, are there influences coming in that no longer are just Steve Spagnuolo's preferences for this position? One easy jump is Brett Veach kind of transitioning to more athletic profiles. Another easy jump, and probably the one where I think Kent wants to go to, is Joe Cullen getting a little bit more say in the defensive line room. It's an area that he coaches, and we've kind of been or like hypothetically talking about it for a while now. It's... I think they started flirting with, with the idea of a B.J. Thompson, the idea of a Will McDonald since Joe Collins got here. Yeah. And it feels like when you're seeing some of these top 30 visits, and these were two of the outliers you see, I think, when you're looking at maybe some of the typical thresholds that Steve Spagnuolo is typically employed. And so there's been a little bit of trend there that my ears have been perked up, which made me a little bit more interested in, in, in the Will McDonald scenarios. And, you know, it, it was intriguing just to think that, like, you know, uh, intriguing may not be the right word on Will McDonald. Just uh, a potential for a more the, designated the pass rusher. But, the, yeah, the DPR part of that, the designated pass rusher part of that is so important because, yes, Steve Spagnuolo wants to have guys that he can play a light box with, that he can have out there on the field, that have that inside-outside versatility can kick inside play some three tech in the dime those are the guys that we are always so familiar with that he adds to the roster here bj thompson you're not going to kick him inside you are going to line him out wide and you're going to say run by that tackle win with speed now you've got another quick winner that you're adding to the roster this dime rush could be really fun if they get bj thompson dialed in which again a lot of work needs to be had Rush counters, things like that that he needs to develop, but always going to be the case as a day three dude from that. You know, so you're, you're fine with taking that gamble there. But speed with B.J. Thompson, speed with Felix Anaduke Uzama, speed with Charles Aminahue, and then you've got Chris Jones on the inside, who's the quickest winner it, you know, along the Chiefs defensive line in a number of years. There's a lot of speed that they're adding to the dime defense. Now I'm starting to get a little excited about the pass. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, good things happen when you put in the work here at KC Sports Network. And we went to the East-West Shrine Bowl. And after this break, you're going to hear the first interview with Kansas City Media from new Chiefs defensive Ooh. end B.J. Thompson. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Kansas City, the NFL draft is here. It is draft week in Kansas City, and what a time it is for our city. Just winning a Super Bowl thanks to Andy Reid and company, and now hosting the NFL draft. It's an incredible time to be in Kansas City and to be a Kansas City sports fan. And regardless of who you root for, there's only one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. Look, the players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. When I want a beer with some flavor, you know I go to the cooler and I reach for a Miller Lite. It's light on calories, not light on taste. It's the perfect beer for watching football, watching soccer, watching any Kansas City sports, and hanging out with the boys. It's my go-to. So kickoff comes around again. Enjoy the beer that tastes like the season, Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash KCSN, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. 
Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up? Yeah, RPG, thanks for sitting down with us. We really appreciate the time. So the first thing we're gonna start is just what is how did you get started in football, right? Like how did you get to this point of your career? Um, well, I come from a small town, you know, um, not really much to do. So pretty much everyone in my hometown of England, Arkansas, just like to play sports, you know. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, start off on a Pee Wee League or just going outside playing in the fields or on the street. So how'd you get just what what was it about football that drew you in versus any other sport? Um, actually, basketball was my first love, um, um, but I also love the competitive nature of football. You know, just going out there and just being able to hit, you know, just unleash all your anger or whatever, whatever you may be going through. You know, football is a sport unlike any other. So what was that transition? What what made you kind of switch from basketball to football, made you realize, hey, maybe football is the spot for me? Um, because, like I said, I'm, you know, kind of tall, athletic, and there's a million guys like like me trying to play basketball, you know. Uh, I feel like my skill set is, you know, kind of rare for football, you know. I feel like I can really make some money for myself at rushing the passer. Yeah, so obviously you had to learn technique, rushing the passer, everything like that. Did you have a certain coach that kind of helped you along or maybe a certain point in time where all of a sudden it started to click and you realized, hey, this is what I need to do as a pass rusher? Uh, not really until I got to college. Um, like I said, I come from a small school, so, you know, most of the time growing up, I just relied on my athletic ability, you know, just kind of went out there on instinct and, you know, just did what I did. So, is there a game from your college career that you would direct someone to go watch that hasn't seen you play yet at this point in time? 
yes, I'd say the Sam Houston game. Um, that's kind of a rivalry between my school and their schools that's, um, you know, been going on for a whole lot of years. And I think I um, kind of displayed my ability pretty much on that game. So what was it about that game that you think you really did well? Was it pass rushing, run D? Like, what about that game really sticks out for you? Um, pass rushing, definitely. But I just think uh, just being, like, effective in the game, you know, just um, causing a lot of havoc, you know, just leaving my stamp on that game. You know, I if you watch that tape, you can see that I try to do everything I can to, you know, get my team to win. So you're obviously a very long, tall, big guy. What is something that people would be surprised to learn about you? Because we've seen it out on the practice field as we've been out here this week. You're not just, you know, you, people think of guys like you, maybe they think a little bit of a stiffness or something like that. Your athletic ability really shows through. What is it that you like to hit uh, offensive tackle with in the game that maybe they're not expecting from a guy of your size? Um, just a little bit of everything, you know, I feel like, you know, as me being a taller guy, people wouldn't expect me to be able to bend and get as low as I can, able, as I'm able to do. So, you know, just being in that corner and just reaching all the way down, like, you know, touching grass when I'm getting past them, I don't think they really expect a guy as tall as me to get down that low. So what, let's just say, what's your go-to pass rush move? I know everybody's going to be a little different based on the tackle you're facing, but what's your favorite pass rush move to go to? I always uh, go out with speed, 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 speed. That's my go-to for sure. So when you're doing that, what are you looking for from a tackle to let you know that you are going to have that advantage and be able to pull off the speed rush around the arc? Uh, first, um, you know, kind of a run past Tennessee, you know, and if I line up and I see that, you know, he gives me an indicator that it may be passed or if it's third down, I know it's passed. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, throughout the game, I'm kind of, you know, getting the snap count down. So by the time I'm able to actually rush the pass, I got the snap count down. And I'm able to beat him with that speed. I'd ask you a very specific question here. I've seen you throw out some of the most crisp spin moves during these practices that I've seen. Where did that come from? How Do you work on that a lot, or where did, the, where did that come from, that counter? Um, just, you know, working on it, trying to protect my craft. You know, um, everybody knows I'm trying to beat them with speed. You know, tackle's probably going to, you know, start get that down, so we're going to start kicking more, kicking back farther and everything. So I got to have a counter ready for that. So what's going through your head? You come off of that spin. You got this inside move. You've got the lane to the quarterback. You see that he's going to be holding the ball. It's not coming out quick. What's going through your head as you're going through there and you know you've got a sack lined up? Man, I'm like, oh, I, I, I can't blow this. I can't blow it. I can't blow it. You know, I can't get drooped out of my shoes or anything. You know, I got, I got to at least get him on the ground. Yeah. Okay, so you're in this position. You make this sack, right? Let's even say it's a sack, strip sack, it falls down. You win the game for your team. At home, in front of the home crowd, they're going crazy. You said uh, Sam Houston's big rival. At home, your fans are going crazy for that. Or on the road in their house, and they have to go quiet. Um, probably at home, most definitely. You know, um, you know, there's nothing like you know hearing the home fans and you know your fans and family all being around and you know enjoying and celebrating with you. So you come off the field, you've had a big game. What do you want to hear the opposing coach be saying about you on the podium that makes you feel like you've had a really good game? Um, I just want to hear him say, you know, we tried our best, you know, but, but there wasn't really much we can do, you know, we couldn't handle him. Um, I feel like I've heard that a couple of times in my career, and that's the ultimate sign of respect. Okay, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, is it just a couple more questions here. The first one's kind of a funny one here. We've heard this rumor. We talked a little bit about it before we started. You you went to Baylor to, to start your college career, and you had a little dunk contest with the basketball team, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a dunk contest at the halftime of the basketball game. So how'd that go? Why didn't you tell the people how that went for you? Um, So, you know, we did, I think, two rounds or whatnot. Um, the first round, um, we started out with, I think, four people. Um, I did a two-hand windmill. Um, so, you know, they got me into the second round. 
And um, I had the last dunk of the second round, so I was like, man, I got to go out with a bang. I got to do something, you know, to, you know, blow everybody away. So I lined up two people, and I ended up dunking over those two people. Two people. Two people. Two people. One was two hands, two people. Two, two hands over two people. Yeah. I just had to think outside the box. You know, I wanted to go out with a boom. You know, I, I really wanted to win, so I figured that might get me to win. And you did, right? You won that. Yeah, I got the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, So, okay. Real question here. We fast forward in this draft process, right? It's a long process. You're going through all this. You get that phone call on draft night. Pick up. Team says, you know, they're selecting you right then. What's going through your mind? What are those emotions that you're feeling? Oh, uh, um... You know, just a sense of pride and, you know, that I actually made it. You know, um, like I said, I come from a small town. Uh, not too many people uh, make it out of that situation, uh, especially where I'm from. So uh, just to be able to make it and, you know, feel accomplished and doing something and living out my dreams, um, it would mean the world for me. Who's going to be there with you? Kind of, really, who's only, the first person you're hugging when this happens? Uh, my grandma, for sure. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, and uh, good luck the rest of this weekend. Yes, sir. I really appreciate y'all. appreciate you having me. That was pretty cool getting to hear from B.J. Thompson, the new defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs. We had a great privilege of talking to him when we were at the East-West Shrine Bowl. That was your new chief, Kansas City. Uh, that is B.J. Thompson, the edge out of Stephen F. Austin. It's just, I, I mean, you, you hear I, it. I'm over the moon about that one. It, it is great. Well, he was one of our favorite interviews. And oh, yeah. I think one of the things, like, when we, when we talked to B.J. Thompson – after, you know, the before and after kind of back and forth mm -hmm. with him, you know, outside of just the, you know, the interview setting was a lot of fun too. You know, we kind of joked around with him a little bit because we got confused or somebody <laughs> in KC Sports Network got confused about uh, whether or not uh, an offensive tackle won a dunk contest at it, Baylor. It uh, might have been a, a, a staffer at the Shrine. I was fed poor information. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, we, I mean, we absolutely love this pick, and it's one of these ones, it, it's hard because we all really liked him, and so now, I mean, we, you can see the, the, you know, from that interview that we all really liked and we enjoyed talking to him and stuff, but it's just a guy that we haven't talked about a lot in the process because nothing about his profile has Correct. led you to think that the Chiefs, it, it, based on their history, would be, have been that interested, right? It's not a top 30s. Right, and, and then so we started going through it, and we're going through the process, and he just didn't make sense from that regard. Right. But we love the player. We love absolutely love everything player. that he brings. It's just interesting that we, we didn't talk about him as much leading up to. And see, this is yeah. one of those that maybe you're looking at the KCSN draft guide. If you've got a copy of it right now, you'll see he's the 32nd ranked edge <sighs> yeah, on yeah, here. Yeah. But this is because of the stuff that he still needs to learn. The traits themselves yeah. and are phenomenal. And some and the character of the individual is phenomenal. And that's what you love at this scenario. And the fact that they are taking probably a designated pass rusher is it speaks to what the shift is happening within well, the Kansas City Chiefs. And let's 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 be clear here potentially. 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 Because initially certainly. I think yeah. A fifth round pick's not nothing. So this was a, a decent investment here to, to try to see if you can, you know, develop and build a designated pass rusher. Maybe they feel like they can put a little bit more weight on him. And maybe help they can. Him develop because he certainly got the length to play He's got that sort of way. He's but, got unique yeah. length. He doesn't fit the, the typical weight pr profile. Or, I mean, how he rushes is not typically what the Chiefs have typically got out of their defensive ends. Yeah. 
This is a, a more looser up the arc type pass rusher. I mean, but, it's a big swing. Let me, let's call it what it is. This is a big swing. It's another high risk, high reward because there is very easily a chance that he can't put on the weight and that, or not, I don't want to say easily, but like there's a chance he can't put on the weight and he can't play in this scheme. Right. And just and does not stick. That is in the realm of possibility based on the player. So it is a big now. It's, so there's a risk there, but it's also the reward is through the roof because of the upside as the pass rush potential that he has just based on the raw athleticism. And there are flashes of it transitioning to the field. This isn't somebody who's just a track athlete. No. You can see it on the field in spurts. It just needs a lot of polish. It absolutely does. But a gamble that you're willing to make. I think a gamble that it, this is the athlete draft. I think we can label it the athlete Risk-reward athlete draft. We are through five picks here. Everybody has been terrific athletes for their position. Still have some ironing out with every single one of these process prospects that you need to see. But they are taking big swings at big positions of value here. I love it building on the foundation that they've already built the past couple of years. You know, B.J. Thompson might have a little familiarity with KC because his brother, Blake Mack, Mm -hmm. was on was in camp with the Chiefs oh, yeah. a few years back. I sure think he, I think he had a little scuffle with Daniel Sorensen, if I remember a moment he there did. with him. He did. So B.J. Thompson might have been around uh, St. Joseph before. He's going to be in St. Joseph here in a couple months for training camp. B.J. Thompson, the defensive end out of Stephen F. Austin, an East-West Shrine Bowler, is, a is, a, is the next defensive end for your football Ooh. team, Kansas City. Can't wait to see how he fits with this team. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.